psalm-like quality to it. A lot of it does. And it's also very prophetic, obviously. So let's read some verses starting with verse 1. Isaiah 25. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. If you have made the city of heat, the fortified city of ruin, the foreigner's palace is a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will glorify you. Cities of ruthless nations will fear you. If you have been a stronghold to the poor, a stronghold to the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat, for the breath of the ruthless is like a storm against a wall, like heat in a dry place. You subdue the noise of the foreigners as heat by the shade of a cloud. So the song of the ruthless is put down. <clears throat> On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the reproach of his people he will take away from the earth, for the Lord has spoken. Well, in the beginning it talks about the Lord has a plan. Where is it at? Plans to you, he says. The Lord has a plan. Then down six, seven... Six and seven, he talks about this magnificent banquet that he has prepared. The best of the best. And then, uh, verse 8 says, He will swallow up death forever. The Lord of hosts, and he will swallow up death forever. Who is he that swallows up death? Jesus the Lord. So you have the Lord, Jesus, as the host of this magnificent banquet. And we know heaven is huge and wonderful and almost unimaginable. But you know, our walk with the Lord here has an intimate quality to it. And I think heaven will have an intimate quality to it as well. Now, this is just an opening. I'm not making new doctrine or anything. But let's use our imaginations about this this intimate and fantastic best of the best banquet. And the Lord Jesus is the, the host. Remember now in Ephesians 2.6 it says, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So it's not just this verse. So here we have this fantastic banquet. The Lord is the host. Just need some guests. Diana, good to see you. It is just wonderful to see you. Thank you so much for your, um, your, your life motto. Blessed to be a blessing. And you really have. (laughs) Come on in. Have a seat at my banquet. Have a seat just for you. Russ Fox, good to see you. Come on in, big guy. Thank you so much for your God stories. You blessed a lot of people and you honored me. Thank you so much. And I don't... A.A. Arlen Albin. Arlen, you're usually first in line, but today you're just in time. Timing's perfect. Come on in. I have a place for you. Oh, Gail, you'll see Gail. Hold on. Due time, due time. Banquet first, then we'll go find Gail. Ah, Dwight and Vonda. 
You came together, how sweet. Your airplane? Sorry about your airplane. <laughs> but you won't, you won't trust it. Trust me, you don't, you don't need it here. Thank you. Thank you for uh, your, your years of service. Thank you very much. Don Miller and Jim Gotts, our own Jimmy G. Come on in, guys. I got a seat for you. You guys must be exhausted. 110 years on earth would wear out anybody. <laughs> Have a seat prepared just for you. Thank you for blessing so many. Uh, who do we all have? We have Wally over here. That's me. The Lord calls me Wally. Uh, Wally, you're uh, worried about getting that field plowed? Well, it can't be worry. Worry is sin. There's no sin here. Wondering. Oh, you were just wondering about that field. Okay, got it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Where's my Lamb's Book of Life? Here it is. That's it. L. M, 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 Monty Muller, he's not due for decades. He'll get her done. He'll get her done for you. Don't worry about it. Old Wally couldn't plow straight anymore anyhow. Anyway, there you have it. Um, and if you put your hope and faith and trust in Jesus, when the hourglass of your life runs out, a personal Invitation to an intimate dinner, intimate banquet of the best of the best with our Lord. And then all heaven awaits. Let's finish just with a quick verse in Philippians. Twelve. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ, Christ Jesus had made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's stand. Worship team, come. Again, Lord, we just look forward to our service. I ask your, your blessing on it, and as we just uh, worship you, hear from your word, and are blessed again. In Jesus' name, amen saying we become perfect here I'm not saying I'm perfect I'm saying I get to live in the kingdom of God in my heart my mind whatever you want to call it I get to live that way I get to I get to live that way right until I die Bruce and then I get to make that step over and I get to go and join the banquet with my Lord I think the closer you get to living in the kingdom of God the less of a transition it's going to be I've said oftentimes I don't think you're going to miss anything by sticking around a few more years but I'm okay if that's not the case I'm okay we got Matthew 25 he comes up with a few more the ten virgins you get out of that ten virgins five of them were wise they had they brought extra oil along the others just burned theirs out bridegroom tarried a little long 
What do you see in this? I see that we're responsible for our own salvation. It doesn't matter if mom had it or not, or if dad had it, or the church is a nice church here. Does that count? No. Uh uh. You're responsible personally. Well, my wife, she's a pretty godly person. You're responsible. So, well, give me some of your oil. Go buy some of your own. Oil represents it. Oil has the significant representation of the Holy Spirit. And if you want to put that in there, that's great. That's great. You try to live your life without the Holy Spirit. Ah, difficult. Pretty difficult. I tell people if, they, if they're really not in tune, if they're really not ready to give their whole life dedication totally to the Lord, don't mess with it. You're going to be more miserable than you are without Jesus at all. You're trying to figure out if that's a good statement or not. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because the Lord, if you tell the Lord, I want to follow you, the Holy Spirit is going to work on your life and your life is going to go miserable until, because he wants to draw you to himself. I'd go all in if I was you. Don't mess around with it on the outside because you're going to have a miserable life. I didn't say you weren't going to be saved. I said you're going to have a miserable life here. And I want to live in, Dwight's got a little sign over his driveway that says, little heaven on earth or something like that. I don't know if I'd say that that's like heaven in there. But I tell you, we can live heaven on earth here inside with the storms of life going on around us. We can still live heavenly. We can I can. I think it's possible. Well, another one here. Ten virgins. Okay. Next one. Like a man traveling in a far country. Remember the talents? He gave the talents out. That one's next, but I don't have the scripture, I don't think. Gave the talents. He gave some ten. No, he gave some five. One five, one two, and one one. And the five, remember he went and Multiplied his talents. He put it to work and multiplied it. One that got two talents, multiplied it. And the last one comes along with one. He says, I knew you were a strict man. And you were trying to collect. Matter of fact, he meant, he kind of gave him a knock. Hit it in the ground and gave it to him when he came back. What do we get out of that one? Don't worry about whether you're rich or you're poor. Use what you do have. For God. And if you'll notice what the Lord said, good and faithful servant. He said it to the one with five. He said it to the one with two. He didn't say any more to the one with five. Although, if anything, at the end, he took the one away from the one with one and gave it to the one with five. Use what you have. That's what I see in that. Excuse me. Whether little or much, use what you have for the Lord, and he will honor you for it. He will honor you for it. I want to live in the heavenly realm. I don't know about you. And it's possible. The closer you get to God, the more you desire to hear what he has to say. Anyway. We're going to have a baptism afterwards. That's great. I think that's cool to get baptized. That's proclaiming to the world. And I always say, 
You're not only proclaiming to everybody here, you're proclaiming to all the demons of hell. This guy belongs to Jesus Christ. That's what you're saying. I think it's very important. I didn't get a chance to mark off the sprinklers on the runway, so don't drive across the runway when you come down to the pond. We'll have a car parked down there, so just park where they're parking along the edge. Okay? Let's pray. Loving Father, I want to thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your wisdom that you share with us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me direction and discernment and understanding and being able to understand the mysteries of the kingdom that I might, in my heart, live there until I get to live there physically, permanently. So guide us, Lord. May you be honored in our week. In Jesus' name, amen.